0: Hello friends and welcome back to RSVP. Today we're going to be talking about how to ground your relationship through stress and I am super excited that you are able to join me because I think this is a really important topic Um, and not one directly wedding related but one that I think will add a lot of value to our lives regardless. So why don't you cozy up, grab a cup of coffee and let's get started here. I'm Alicia, and I would like to welcome you to RSVP, a guide to wholehearted weddings. Everybody knows that weddings are this big, big deal. I mean, we call it the big day. Sometimes we talk about them so much, it even becomes a cliche. But your wedding is really one of the pivotal moments of your entire life. So I want to invite you to grab a cup of coffee and join me for a conversation that will hopefully cut right through all of the chaos and the stress and the to-do lists that you have going right now so that we can get down to the heart of why these decisions you're making are so important and how you can create an incredibly memorable wedding day experience for yourself and your guests so with valentine's day right around the corner i thought now would be a really good time to talk a little bit about my personal life and so i have a very special guest here for you today my lovely husband john hello hi so thank you for coming and doing this with me i really appreciate it it was and a long so walk glad. from the office I uh, know, right?
1: <laughs>
0: um, so, to start off with, I want to tell you guys a little bit about our journey together. And um, as this episode is all about how to deal with stress, um, I figured
1: that's kind of like some been,
0: retrospective would be good.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's been a cornerstone for our life. Stress.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'd for have. sure. So we've been married for seven years now, right?
1: I thought it was eight.
0: Close? Yeah, I guess. Coming up. Um, And, yeah, we met in Minneapolis, Minnesota. That is where we are more or less from.
1: I'm not. I'm from all over.
0: Yeah. I'm almost Canadian. (laughs) Yeah, I'm Minnesotan. I'm very proud of being Minnesotan, as I'm sure you've heard me say before. Um, And if you haven't, I will be definitely saying it in the future. Because it's true. Anyways, uh, yeah, we got married and... I don't know, we've done all sorts of crazy stuff.
1: Well, I quit my job just before we got married, because I realized, I thought working in construction was not making me a kinder person, and I thought I needed to be kind for a marriage to work. (laughs) Oh, that's so romantic. So we did that, lived on unemployment for a while, did stupid stuff, Mm, like... You know, we went and, and we were binge watching Scrubs at the time.
0: Oh, yeah. And then right? we
1: stayed up till, I don't know, when it was like five o'clock in the morning and I decided we wanted to go to breakfast and so we drove to Duluth like four and a half hours yep. drive Yeah, and then it we, it was raining. Yeah. So we never even got to see Duluth.
0: <laughs> no, we just had breakfast, turned around, drove home. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. Um, and... What else? We uh, hopped on a plane and went to Europe for three weeks for our honeymoon.
1: Yep. I saved up for that.
0: Yes, you did. Pat
1: myself on the back. Um,
0: and definitely had a lot of fights due to stressors, like trying to figure out where you're going in a foreign country without the advantage of the magical Google Maps.
1: Yep, um, our phones didn't work over there.
0: Yep, so that was that was kind of our...
1: Our first time trying to give each other instructions, and it didn't work out well.
0: Yes, that was our crash course and then in communication.
1: And then trying to figure out how to eat somewhere, like which restaurant to pick.
0: Oh, well, there's that.
1: Oh, no, you pick. No, you pick. <laughs> you pick. Why aren't you picking? <laughs>
0: Anyways. Yeah, so a few, uh, well, a few months, a year, uh, probably a year yeah. after we got married, we kind of decided to pick up, venture out of our lovely Minnesota. And... Try something new, and so we drove ourselves, moved ourselves out to the West Coast, which is where we're living currently, and uh, settled in Portland for about six months.
1: Yeah, Portland's awesome. Where it was anyway. Yeah, lots of good food.
0: Yep. And then let's see, we started to look for a job in China.
1: Yep, because I couldn't find it. I couldn't find work um, in. Portland because I was trying to change careers and didn't have experience and it was too difficult so we were looking for work and with a degree you can get a job at the time you can get a job teaching in China so we went and found a company to <laughs> on Craigslist to uh to go to China
0: yeah so we were kind of all in on that adventure and yep. we had accepted a job uh we had gotten our visas started you know we started the process of getting our visas figured out and booked plane tickets got our health checks and in this interim time i think we had about two months until we were supposed to get on a plane and move to china
1: less than only i was about two months yeah
0: Yep. Yeah. and out of the blue i got diagnosed with cancer i literally just finished uh getting my health checkup to certify that I was, you know, good to go for moving to a different country. And
1: somehow, somehow they this... Somehow missed, yeah, missed the he, giant tumor in your chest?
0: Yeah, x-rays yeah. and all.
1: Yep, x-rays and all that missed the tumor.
0: Yeah, so that was a really, really scary, very stressful, definitely life-changing, life-defining moment uh, in our relationships.
1: Hmm. I don't think we've recovered from that. I mean, there's there's no... Like, we're not the same. Yeah. It, it's just yeah. been such a different us after that point. hmm There's nothing that's the same since then.
0: Yeah. So I decided to be really brave or really stupid, I guess. they it, the same thing. Yeah, right. It kind of depends. Um, I grew up in a family that uh, dealt with health from a very naturopathic perspective. Um, and so that was very much a part of my thinking and my way of life from a, a quite young age. And so I chose to immerse myself in research and in managing my own healthcare naturopathically. And so we decided to pick up and move to China anyways. And looking back, that was that was crazy.
1: All of my family thought it was crazy.
0: Well, I think everybody thought it was a little crazy.
1: I think I thought it was crazy, but I'm not yeah. gonna I'm not gonna push my you know my opinions about health choices are it's your choice to choose what you want to do with your health. So Mm. you, you make the choice and I'll support you. That's, that's the goal. I'm not going to tell you whether you should or shouldn't do something when it comes to your life. Yeah,
0: which is absolutely amazing. And I've been really, really grateful for the fact that you have been able to support my decisions and that's that's huge talk Um, about stress doesn't yeah it doesn't remove stress no No, it doesn't remove stress at all i
1: kept freaking out whether i was making the right choice or not
0: yeah yeah so we did go ahead and move to china we got on that plane Mm -hmm. and started this whole adventure that we knew absolutely (laughs) nothing about showing Um,
1: up after like 48 hours of being moving mm -hmm. um after airports in the middle of china yeah. Neither one of us speaks Chinese, can read Chinese, knows anything about China or anybody. No yeah. technology worked because totally different. We couldn't even plug anything in. We yeah. didn't even have an adapter.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was pretty fun, actually. It was
1: a lot of fun. <laughs>
0: I, I loved that. I loved every minute of it. Um, well, at least most minutes of it. And honestly, Culture Talk didn't... You know, it didn't phase us too badly, I don't think. And Coming
1: back was more of a culture shock than going.
0: Yeah, but we spent the next three years moving around to different various parts of China teaching. And we both taught at the same schools for the first year, which that was definitely a a stressor. Um,
1: Try making lessons plans with your spouse.
0: Oh, yeah. That was fun.
1: Especially when one of us just relies mostly on being the giantest personality in the room and doesn't really want to make a (laughs) lesson plan at all.
0: Yes, yes. Um, But, hey, now we know we can work together, at least in theory. Yep. Um, And then we spent the the remaining two years, probably more or less, in in Shanghai and made some amazing relationships, great friendships that we still rely on today. And... That was wonderful um, during this time.
1: but we kept we got changing jobs and so we kept moving around so any friends that we did start to make we lost almost immediately. Any
0: language progress any we made progress yeah because
1: of the dialect changes mm-hmm. and then when you stopped working, you lost a lot of the contact with the outside world during the day yeah um, and especially with your health going downhill.
0: Yes yep. and I slowly slowly lost ground over over a couple of years. It just it was a very, very slow progression. And I wasn't really able to stop it, um, even though I was able to slow down the growth. Um, And so part of the reason we left China was actually to focus on getting a little bit more intensive treatment for my health care. So we went to a natural clinic and pursued some treatment there. And then ultimately made the decision with the input of the doctors that I was seeing at the time to go and pursue chemotherapy just because of my specific situation and um, where we were at in life. They thought that would still be the best route, and so that's what we did.
1: Yep. So we came back to Washington, Mm -hmm. and I mistakenly thought that I could get a job that would provide health care, so we would be fine with that and it would be expensive, but we could afford it and it would cover everything, but unfortunately it didn't. And we found out that the healthcare system had changed a lot since my union days. And yeah, it was it was a lot different. It was culture to, shock. It was culture shock yeah. to find out how different things were and what my expect yeah, we, we thought Yeah. We thought a lot of things.
0: So we kinda got settled and uh, I dove into getting chemo treatment. and that's been a whole long long journey and you know inherently obviously that's very stressful we've changed jobs multiple times we've Mm -hmm. been trying to build a network in a new city (laughs) that we are not really very familiar with and yeah so
1: and then COVID hit yes on top of all that right after getting everything started COVID
0: yep so that's that's part of the reason I actually want to um, address this issue today is with COVID in force I think a lot of us including you and I have been stuck with their partner more than ever before. And for the two of us, we're really quite used to that. As you can see, part of our Mm -hmm. journey has just been being the two of us by ourselves. But I know for a lot of people, this is kind of a new normal that they're having to adjust to on top of all of the stress of, you know, whether or not their job is secure or whether or not their small business is going to survive or you know, overall financial issues. And then you, you throw a mix. health
1: scare. I mean, I mean, let's face it. Mm -hmm. The idea that maybe there's something out there that could kill you um, is scary. And so uh, the fear on top of all that, we're just adding stress on top of stress on top of uncomfortable things we've never done before. Yes. Just spend all day long with our partner. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yep. And
1: kids.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No kidding. And then also if you throw into the mix of that, that you're, engaged more than likely and you're trying to plan a wedding or you want to be planning a wedding and there's all this uncertainty on whether or not you're even going to be able to have the celebration you want to with your friends and family um or like when you should start that planning process should it be now should it be in six months do i just plan a date
1: can you plan it
0: yeah can you so there's this whole myriad of factors going on right now largely brought about by covid on top of life's normal stressors that are really compacting for all of us. And since we've had this experience of kind of being in this little isolated bubble by ourselves quite a bit, I kind of wanted to talk about some of the things that we've learned. Yeah. So I think some of the biggest things that we find are our trip ups and the add stress is the fact that sometimes it's difficult to even identify that you're experiencing stress.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well you you notice it I mean, I think we notice it like when we're we're reacting and mm-hmm. like it takes it takes a couple of tone changes before you go, hang on a second. I think that just sounded really, really rude and I don't think I actually meant it as being really rude. Yeah, so when
0: you're in a reactive mindset instead of a responsive mindset. Yeah. And it it's super easy to snap out of that.
1: Oh, you get stuck in yeah. Responsive,
0: you know, mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And into reaction.
1: You're really just reacting to the stress, probably. I mean, there's a good chance you're just reacting to the stress. The chances of it actually being a real issue are pretty slim.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and it's easy to let these big, powerful emotions build up inside and you know that you're feeling crappy, but you're not entirely sure why. And I don't know about for you, but for me, I find that sometimes it's difficult to even have the thought enter my mind at all. That it's like, oh, this is stress. This is I'm experiencing stress right now. I'm experiencing anxiety. I'm experiencing emotional pressure, and I need to do something about that.
1: Well, I think from my background, you know, the, I think the more male side of things is to try to want to blame things because we want to push the problem outside of ourselves. And so, if I'm feeling stressed, then it, I want to blame you for even bringing up whatever it is that caused me to identify that I felt stressed, mm. and so then, I'm my first reaction is not to try to acknowledge or deal with the stress. My first reaction is to push away whatever caused the problem, and that's just for me to see that there was a problem, which happens to be you. And <laughs> so pushing you away does not.
0: Yeah, and my work. my female nature is more. Well, I tend to want to move closer to you. I tend to want to move closer to the problem, to look at it, to inspect it, to hold it, to touch it, to feel it, and to figure out what's going on so that it can be resolved and finished and so that we don't keep carrying that into the future. And so there's this fundamental difference in the way that we acknowledge that there are stressors going on and that we're reacting in a way that is, you know, stressful. More stressful. And stressed. Yeah.
1: Well, I think for, the, like, for me, one of the biggest breakthroughs in, in how to react and think about this stuff was when you finally told me that if I had just given you a hug, instead of keeping on talking and defending my position and how you were wrong and I was right, which led to a whole another long conversation. Um, but if I had just actually given you a hug, it would have made a huge difference. And that's why I've been like now, I think... Recently, I've been trying really hard to realize that the issue that we're arguing about or talking about or whatever is it causing that stress or brought it up is really just highlighting that we're experiencing stress and that both of us probably just need a hug. I could never have been there. Yeah, like
0: that. but it's so difficult sometimes to recognize and and to put a fine point on exactly what it is you're feeling, the fact that you are feeling stress and what's going to fix it. Um, and I find it challenging sometimes to pull myself into this still spot where I look at it, I look at my feelings I take a step back and I go okay what is it that I actually need right now And beyond that what is it that I actually want right now what do I want to happen and what are my expectations on what that's going to look like
1: I think that one thing that's that's huge because I think so much like in our relationship being able to tell the other person beforehand, what you actually want like I want breakfast in bed I want you to bring me coffee I want to spend the time together uh, for at least a couple of hours and then move on with the day if I if that's what you're expecting and I just jump up because it's one of those mornings I actually have energy and I just go run off and do things and then disappear then you you couldn't tell me that that's what you wanted I couldn't tell you what I wanted and because we didn't tell each other what we wanted now we're we had this stressful break because neither one of us got what we wanted. Mm. And, you know, we couldn't talk about it. Yeah. And so whatever stress comes, whatever thing comes later because of that stress, you know, that's not the issue. The issue is that we couldn't explain what we wanted in the first place.
0: Yeah, well, and there's this kind of blurry line in between the territory of needs and wants. And it kind of turns out that especially when you are confined to the same space for, for a lot larger periods of time than you're normally used to, um, that, that that line kind of is blurred. It's not necessarily a defined, I want this or I need this, and they're completely separate. They kind of weave together a little bit. And so being able to be honest about what you're expecting and to actually articulate that and get that out of your head and to be honest with yourself and with your partner is it's it's a challenge
1: yeah well and i think too with the time frame involved there's more opportunity for it to happen mm-hmm. you know when, when everybody was going to work or you could go out with your friends in the evening or you had weekend plans or something you know let's face it you didn't have that much opportunity to actually spend with the person so there was less chance to need something because there wasn't time because you had other commitments, or want something or have expectations that weren't met because you're frankly just busy. Yeah. You know, Now there's this opportunity to have this challenge that we've never really met before in our culture.
0: Yeah, and so I think this is one of the biggest things that we've been learning and learning how to implement is learning to take a step back from the situation or to take a step back from our days in and of themselves um, before we really get them underway too much and say, okay, what is it that I'm looking for? And what do I want this to look like? And what do I actually need to get by? And, and how much do my needs and my wants overlap here? And then not just being able to articulate that to yourself, but then getting in the habit of going, okay, this is what I'm thinking right now. This is what I'm looking for. Or I'm feeling this about this because this.
1: It's really awkward to try to start that. Like, it feels you feel stupid for like starting to actually say, "Hang on, I'm actually feeling this," or "I no, what I was actually what I really wanted to say was I was expecting this to look like this." Yes, and that yeah, you feel like a weirdo for trying to do that.
0: Yeah, and we obviously by no means do this perfectly or even very well some days, but this is one of the biggest takeaways that has has been. You know kind of top of our minds lately is define what you want define what you need and then communicate it as respectfully as possible and preferably before you get into a situation where you start feeling stressed
1: and if you do don't just stop it like mm-hmm. literally just recognize that the words I've had to do this so much is like realizing the words that are literally coming out of my face as I'm doing a sentence in the middle of the sentence realizing that that's stupid and that all I'm doing is reacting to a situation and not really addressing our relationship or what's actually started the feelings in the first place. By the time I recognize it, we're usually so far down a rabbit hole of you said, I said, some of, I don't know, It doesn't. it's not even relevant to what we were talking about by then, but we both have really strong feelings about it mm-hmm. by then. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I just want to encourage you to keep plugging away, keep plugging away at at trying to figure out and define what exactly you want and need from your partner and tell them, just mm-hmm. tell them. It's super awkward, it feels super uncomfortable and really vulnerable at times, but it is really worth it and it does make things move a lot more smoothly. And if you can actually find find that common ground where both of you have communicated what you want and you need and 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 you can take whatever it is that you have in common and move forward with that. So that kind of brings me to the last portion of our episode today. And I wanted to talk about a little, a few little ways that you can um, actually, after you've recognized stress, after you've identified wants and needs, ways you can actually cement connection. You can build connection, you can reconnect, you can revitalize your Yourselves, your your spirits, um, through through activity together.
1: Well, and I think too, uh, this stuff we're going to talk about really gets to um, actually reminding you of the of the the true fact of your love for each other and that you actually care about each other.
0: Yeah. So I have a few tips for you on this front. Uh, the first one is really obvious, but it's so much easier said than done, um, and that is get off of your phone detect turn the tv off turn the computer off stop stop the netflix push pause push pause on every technological thing that you have your your fingers in over the course of a day
1: yep and just actually look at each other
0: yeah and this is one that seems really counterintuitive um because we tend to run towards towards, okay, let's, you know, Netflix and chill, let's hang out, let's watch and film um, as our means of relaxing. But one of the things that I've been noticing over the last year is that I've gotten to this point where I'm not necessarily rejuvenated by this form of relaxation, but I also never feel like I have been able to relax without sitting down and watching a movie. But when you're sitting down and watching a movie or a TV show or, you know, endlessly scrolling through Instagram or Facebook or Pinterest, um, you never actually get a chance to sit down, look your partner in the face, and actually just connect for a few minutes. Be still.
1: Well, and it doesn't really create memories. I mean, Mm. all sitting down and watching TV does is give you a shared context for the social vocabulary. You know, I I can say something, you know, for sci-fi show now that you get it's fun, yes. um monty inside python travel. references yeah. yeah but besides giving you inside jokes about things that nobody else is going to get it's not really an experience
0: mm-hmm. i mean
1: it's not something i can't go back to when we watched stargate or something and say that that was a big memorable experience i don't have a memory it was, for a, vaguely it was a vaguely memorable experience yeah but like building that box and having that you know wooden box that we made for our vows to go into and all the letters we got from our, our wedding then it just sits right there that was a moment. That was a memory, and that's tied to something that we did together, and you know I actually built that with uh, your cousin, and mm-hmm. you know we we put that together. So that was it was a huge thing for us. Yeah. As opposed to a shared context of a joke. I mean, it's not really.
0: Yeah. Well, and I'm not saying that I don't love watching you know shows or movies any any less than the next person. I mean. You got our share. <laughs> oh yes, for sure. I I have my. My things that I love, I'm a little addicted to anything cooking and food-related, um, especially if it's mixed with a healthy dose of travel. Um, and I definitely have gone on my Downton Abbey binges or re-watched The Office for the 35th time.
1: Yep.
0: Okay, probably only like the sixth time. Yeah, I think it's only like five or six. Yeah. Yes. But if you can make that effort to dedicate a specific time each week, to move away from tech together. Mm-hmm. I think it makes a big difference. You don't have to, it, this doesn't have to be a huge lifestyle change. Maybe even just say, okay, Saturday mornings, we are going to have coffee and do something together for three hours and we're not going to touch, look at, or interact with our phones, our laptops, any sort of you know, technology whatsoever. We are just going to l- learn how to, in this moment together as a way of refocusing and re-energizing
1: well even if it's just working out together or going for a walk together or you know something where you actually get to interact with each other
0: yes yeah and you get to find that common ground again yeah Yep.
1: well that's a, like one of the few random facts that i remember from my psych course um i got my degree in psychology and one of the few random facts was that one of the things that we noticed about couples that made it into late in life was that they had shared common interests. Yes. Doing things together. If you like the same things and do the same things, you have more to connect about. Mm-hmm. And you don't do that slow drift apart that's really hard to come back from.
0: Yeah. And this this area of common ground is is so, so important. Um, and for me, I particularly like uh, categorizing things into uh topics of, is this soul feeding? Does this feed my soul? Does this energize? Does this does this add something valuable to our lives in some way that satisfies something in me? Or is this, well, not soul feeding. Does this, is this life sucking? Is this, does this drain me of energy and of vitality and of, of spirit? And being able to find at least one thing um, even, even starting a new tradition, or a new habit, a new hobby together that adds something to your life that makes you feel satisfied, like everything is right with the world when you do that activity together. And where you build that habit of doing that um, so that it's something that you start looking forward to because you go, oh, I get this energy boost when we do this together ever so often.
1: Well, when you first started talking about soul feeding stuff, I, I always got this image that it was going to be some kind of a huge dramatic thing and I was going to have to change my life drastically to mm-hmm. spend every waking moment talking about our feelings together and it was just going to be <laughs> such a drain. I would never get over it. Um, and it's been funny that, you know, just coming over and giving you an actual kiss mm-hmm. is enough soul feeding to get you, you know, that's a, that's a soul feeding moment for you. That's like a point of connection. Yeah. Um. You know, actually, just spending a few moments while we're drinking coffee in the morning together to just connect and talk, talk about what we what's going on in your head. Yeah. Um.
0: Well, and can you tell me a little bit more about how connection looks and feels different to guys?
1: Honestly, we most of the time it's just it it's doing things side by side. I mean, it's the fact that we shared the same thing, commonality wise. Um, and we really just look for like mutual support for each other. As in, like, I recognize what the other guy said. Mm. So if a guy says, I'm feeling really pissed about this, you go, That sucks. Even if you don't agree, you know, but yeah. your first reaction is always, That sucks. And then you go, Well, maybe you're actually wrong about that and they're right. And yeah, that you have to first admit because you have to first show that you're alongside. Mm. And so connection really is mostly about just coming alongside. Yeah, and it's not about, it's not about feeling connected. It's about being present.
0: Mm, that's really interesting. I guess. Yeah.
1: I don't have to feel it. As long as you're dead, That's fine.
0: And as long as it's uh, couched in some sort of an activity of sorts, it's easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, like, going for a walk together is going to be a lot more preferable than sitting down face-to-face and having coffee and staring into each other's eyes yeah. for an hour.
1: Yeah. And bribery mm. does help. So, you know. <laughs> saying let's go for a walk because afterwards we're going to make you know mug
0: cakes
1: (laughs) that that works
0: yeah um let's see the the last point well one of the last points that i want to make is that in some of this time together and and in and amongst some of these activities that you can kind of set up as touch points like emotional touch points and check-in points uh in your relationship you can also Indulge in a little nostalgia and it that's sometimes a really <laughs> mm-hmm. really useful way to kind of reignite your your perspective of the other person, your positive perspective yeah. of the other person. Not that, you know, we're wandering around going, Oh, this person sucks, I'm so annoyed all the time. It's just you kind of you kinda drift. You
1: remember those feelings, like how we felt about each other before cancer and before China you know, is different than how we feel about each other now. It's not, it, it was simpler. Yeah. And so now it's a lot more complex and it's a lot more, um, you know, solid and robust, I think. But back then it was just happy.
0: Yes, it and was, it was exciting. fun. exciting.
1: And so looking back at some of the photos from when we did that, we tried that giant, um, you know nine deck or however like we took four, four decks of playing cards and tried playing solitaire
0: oh yes the jumbo solitaire, the jumbo game. solitaire yes, game that, that didn't awesome.
1: work it didn't work at all but yes. that's when that photo comes up on facebook that's like both of us sit there and go oh that was awesome yes it was and so dumb
0: yeah sometimes when i'm feeling a little bit like we're in a rut or we're in a funk or we're just experiencing a lot of stress and i've been feeling kind of crappy it's nice to go back and just walk down memory lane a little bit. It's nice to just hit rewind and and look back at all of those happy moments. And I think there's something psychologically to it. It's like it gives my brain a happy chemical rush.
1: Well, and not having it just be electronic. I think it's been really important because we have, like I said, that box that we made for our wedding. Yes, and I'm going to
0: stop and pause you for it. just a moment and explain what the box is. Oh, right. So okay. um, when we got married, uh, John... Put together and built uh, a memorabilia box for us. And the initial purpose of it was to be at our wedding reception. And we had people write us little um, notes and well wishes or little pieces of advice and put it all into the box. And over the years, it's kind of become this carry-all for anything that we want to remember about our relationship and our experiences together. So I think we have mm, our yep. wedding vows in there. Near we have letters bombs. that we wrote to each other when Some we were rocks. dating. Yeah, we it's have little
1: somewhere. little pieces <laughs>
0: from, you know, beaches and things yep. and uh, postcards from around the world. I think there's a couple of uh, invitations or things from other, like, dear friends' weddings in there as well. Yeah. And so it's just become this kind of catch-all. Some so photos, it's, too, I think.
1: Right yeah, there. we
0: affectionately call it The Box. Yep. It's The Box. We're going to go through The Box.
1: And it's not something we do all the time, but it is so much fun. Like, it just sits on top of the bookshelf in the living room here. And, you know, you can see it all the time. Yeah. And so, no, it doesn't matter where we go in the house, but as long as we're walking through the living room, which is where we spend most of our time, we see it there. And knowing that it's there, knowing that that past exists, mm-hmm. being able to touch it if we want to, yeah. that physical, tangible connection and photos, physically printed photos really make that, you know, that's yes. a huge thing.
0: Yeah, well, and as a photographer, you would think that I would have pretty much a bajillion printed photos and albums and all of these things. And unfortunately, I do not. I always get so caught up in worrying about everybody else's photos that I never really get to my own. So that's something I actually need to prioritize. But as a a boutique portrait and wedding photographer, that's really central to... The concepts that I, I like you as my client to care about, um, and anybody's clients really. Like, if you are a person and you have a relationship and you have memories and you had happy memories together, having them in that tangible form of a great print or a nice little photo book is so much more anchoring than, you know, mm-hmm. scrolling through a gallery online or scrolling through your Facebook memories.
1: Well, there's something about photos, like I don't know why, but once they're printed, it becomes a whole different emotional relationship. Yes, I, I really you're
0: connected don't, to yeah. those moments more, more realistically. Yeah, it has more impact uh, in your in the way your brain perceives that.
1: But anything physical, though, really does help with that. And so, like building mm-hmm. a puzzle together, or like I don't know, going and buying a plant, or taking a cutting of a flower. I don't know, whatever it is, doing origami. Oh, yeah. Or that we did crayon drawings the other day. Yeah. exactly. Something together. A.
0: Yes, it doesn't really matter what it is. Just yeah. do stuff together. Yep. Um, and, yeah, indulge in that healthy dose of nostalgia. Also, spend a little time daydreaming. I am all for daydreaming. Um, look into your future a little bit. Talk about it. Come up with crazy ideas of alternate lives you might live that you know you're probably not going to. But build up this like whole story and this idea and get excited about it because it's a story is a connective point. It is a shared experience.
1: Well, and you got to keep your... We, we get stuck looking at life from one perspective and reality is is life is kind of what you make it and there's so many options that we could take. You really just got to pick something and if you don't think about the fact that there could be a different life for you, you're not going to take that road. You're never going to take a road you can't see. Yeah. So looking at that is really important.
0: Well, and I think looking forward together and figuring out like who you could or would be in certain scenarios, it actually helps you appreciate different aspects of your partner's personality. Mm -hmm. I think it helps you to remember that they are dynamic people and that both of you have so many different things you could be and so many things you could offer to the world and to each other. And I think that's a really really beautiful and really life-affirming thing. Yeah. Yeah. So to wrap things up, I wanted to touch on one last teeny, super short, I promise, little point. And that is when all else fails and when you're doing your best to cope with all of the stress, to work through it, to stay connected, to communicate, and it's just still being really difficult. It's being crappy. You're having a rough time. That's okay. We've all been there. I've been there. I've been there recently. Um,
1: Multiple times I've been there.
0: Yes. And as much as it's really annoying to hear that when you're hear this, when you're in one of those kind of places, this too shall pass. And this is one of those little phrases that is really important to kind of keep close to your heart in moments like that is, you know what? It's okay. I can give myself grace because this is just one moment. This one moment doesn't define my entire life. And this too shall pass.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, it was a big deal for me when I realized finally that I was going to make it through these things. Like, it was so much easier to think of not surviving and not making it through all these difficult things that have happened in my life and our life together. You know, but to be able to realize that I was probably going to make it to a very old age, <laughs> which means I got another like 40 years. So I got a whole lot more stuff that's going to happen. It, and And it's going to be filled with, I think back to all the awesome stuff that has happened so far. I mean, all the stuff we've done together, the food, the yes. people. yeah. And there's a really good chance that that's just going to keep on happening regardless of what it looks like right now.
0: Yeah. Well, and when you're in those moments, it's difficult to not let the stress and the difficulty and, and the overwhelming emotions that you're experiencing drown out all of the good things both in your past and your present and your future and so just holding on for dear life if you have to to this idea that this moment like I said is just a moment and it will be better at some point if not tomorrow in a week or a month and it's okay to experience what you're experiencing now it's okay that you're not okay right now it's okay to give yourself grace and go crap, I got nothing to get done today. Um, I'm working from home and I am stuck with the same people that I've been stuck with for the last six months. And I'm going a little crazy and I just need to pull up for the afternoon and drink some tea and stare at the ceiling. Great. That is okay. If that's what you can do today, that's what you can do today. And tomorrow is a completely new day.
1: Yep. You can get, yeah, (laughs) it's okay. I mean, I've,
0: You'll make it. This, yeah. You'll make it through.
1: There's another tomorrow and it, it's it's going to be different than today. It doesn't matter what you think it's going to be. The fact is it's going to be different than today.
0: Yep. So. so I want to encourage you to keep going. You know, this too shall pass. All of the crappiness, all of this weird COVID world with all of our fears and our stressors that are going on. Um, it'll, it'll be over sometime, you know. Um, life... And time has a way of just continuing to move forward. And soon we'll look back and we'll go, oh, remember when? And we'll laugh about it a little, hopefully, maybe. And uh, and then we'll keep plugging away dealing with whatever stresses we're dealing with in that given point <laughs> in time. Because that's how life works. Yeah. So overall... Um, I want to thank you so much for listening. Thank you, John, for doing this with me. No problem. And um, I want you guys to have a lovely, wonderful, happy Valentine's Day and take a few moments to really just connect with your partner and appreciate exactly who and what they are and how much they add to your lives, even if they drive you a little crazy sometimes. Yep. So that is all for today, and I will see you next time. I'm so grateful that you were able to listen today. And if you have any thoughts you'd like to share with me, please go ahead and send me a note at hello at aliciatramsphotography.com. New episodes are released bi-weekly on Wednesday mornings, so if you'd like to join me on the regular, uh, don't forget to subscribe. And it was a pleasure to have you here with me. Dream always, live wholeheartedly, and I'll see you next
1: time on RSVP.